This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by senior fun buns, Brandon Funston from The Athletic. And we got Cowboys and Saints, two teams headed in the same direction, straight to the depths of hell. Uh, because they're not playing so well at this current moment in time. Uh, the Saints are really fighting for their playoff lives, uh, though then again, even Seattle, I believe, is still mathematically uh, eligible for the postseason. And my Bears, Brandon, <laughs> as well. Can they play one of those like obscure college bowl games that nobody yeah, wants to see? Yeah, the toilet bowl? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. used to call it the uh, – they, they, it was the Craft Fight Against Hunger Bowl, and I said it was the Craft Fight for Hunger Bowl because <laughs> <laughs> it was two just lousy college teams that had no business being in the postseason yet. It, you know, they got a whole bunch of cash. They were bowl eligible, and I watched it on TV and probably wagered on it. So I would do the same for Bears and Cowboys, but we do have Cowboys and Saints on Thursday night football. You're a closet Cowboys fan. Uh, your boys, your pokes are laying four and a half with a total now climbing to 48 and a half. So give me a game score prediction. And it sounds like old Taysom Hill is going to get the start for the Flair de Lee. Yeah, the Cowboys need this win. The Saints aren't very good. Taysom Hill give them a little shot in the arm on offense, I do believe, though. So why don't I I'm going to go with 27 to 24. The Cowboys win. But don't cover, yep. but the game goes over. All right, look, these primetime games have been utter shite. And there's no other way to describe them. And uh, I am going to take the under because I, I think the under is hit, I don't know, like 60, 62% of the time, something like that, uh, whether it's Thursday night football, Sunday night football, or Monday night football. So I'm going to say 23 to 20 Dallas. I don't feel great about it. Uh, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to be throwing tequila at the television, cursing like a, sa- a sailor in the process, but I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair, and I, I I agree. I think the Saints somehow will be competitive, and it sounded like Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara could be back practicing on a limited basis in back-to-back days. So we shall see, but we're going to go with New Orleans uh, plus the four-and-a-half. Funston's going over, and I'm tucking under. Number five. All right, with that, let's get to the Fantasy Five here on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. And as we always do, we're you know we're going to go in-depth uh, and try to leave no stone unturned when it comes to a fantasy football perspective. And if there are real player prop lines, uh, we are using them here in this countdown. So let's start off with numero cinco, my man. And it's Taysom Hill. We don't have any uh, passing yards props. We have no rushing yards props uh, at our disposal. But... And any time touchdown can be had right now. Best line out there is DraftKings a plus 275. So, good sir, do you believe that Taysom Hill scores a touchdown over or under .5 TDs? And uh, where are you going to rank this week in your quarterback pecking order? All right. So, I did a little looking it up and did a little research on this one. Mm-hmm. He has mm-hmm. scored eight rushing touchdowns in his last 14 regular season games. Of course, He's just a bit player for most of those games, right. uh, you know, sub package here and there. But the four starts. That he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the four starts he had last year, four rushing touchdowns. And even if you look at where he's at now, uh, this this offense doesn't have a Michael Thomas, doesn't have a Jared Cook. Did they have Emmanuel Sanders? Uh, I believe they did last year as well. Uh, this 
offense is devoid of playmakers outside of Alvin Kamara, so Taysom Hill has to be even more of a playmaker than usual. I look, he's a better than he's a better than average shot to get into the end zone. I'm taking the over for sure on this one. I have him ranked QB twelve. Oh, we're gonna make sure I get him in. Get him into the QB1. Uh, well, you're a smart man, and I am, of course, uh, going to go one step further. I got him at QB11 right now. <laughs> of course. So uh, let me let me give my perspective. I'm with you. You and I are symbiotic. Uh, I'm going to take the over here on the .5 touchdowns. I think he will find the end zone with his legs. I think he'll add a passing touchdown. He's effectively Jalen Hurts. That's what yeah. I've always said. You know, in terms of what he brings to the table, except he's actually a more accurate version. You know, we only had the four-game sample size last year as a starter, but he still finished inside the top 14 in adjusted completion percentage. And he was, what, QB6, uh, as you said, on yeah. our SiriusXM show. Listen to it on the Fantasy Channel, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday through Friday. Um, but, you know, you look at Hill last year in those four starts, 9.8 rush attempts per game, scored four touchdowns over that stretch, on the ground. Now, Dallas has only given up four rushing TDs, the quarterback position, but man, especially at plus 275, oh, I can't I can't resist it. I, I'm going to get seduced by the juice yeah. there, my man. So let's do a little head-to-head. Tell me you'd rather have from a fantasy football perspective this week, Taysom Hill or Matty Stafford against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh, let me see. I think I have these guys back-to-back. Uh, I do have Stafford ahead of him. Uh, very hesitantly, um, yep. Yeah. I do have Stafford ahead, but um, it'd be if if my if the guns pressed to my head, and I, this is my fantasy team, it'd be tough. But I'm going to go Stafford on my rankings right now. I have Hill one spot ahead of Stafford. Taysom Hill or Carson Wentz against Houston? Uh, I will go Taysom Hill here. Oh, that's close, but I got Taysom Hill by this the slimmest of margins. I just worry. I worry about volume against Texans. You, you know, yeah, it's true. As soon as they score a touchdown, they're probably that's it. You well, know. <laughs> John the Taylor may go for like 250 yards and five yep. TDs. He could go full Derrick Henry on that ass this week. Right. Uh, last one, Taysom Hill or the man that is uh, stealing Russell Wilson's tagline, uh, Kirk Cousins. Is he going to cook? Uh, yeah, I, I actually have Kirk Cousins for. Uh, two spots ahead of Taysom Hill. I think Kirk Cousins is like the safe play there. He's good for two to three touchdown passes, at least 250 yards. I should against the Hello Kitties of Detroit. Yeah. I've got Cousins one spot ahead. Again, with QB 10 this week. So there you go. Little perspective on climbing up on Taysom Hill. Number four. All right, let's go to the tight end position here. Uh, let's the next go Peter step. Gabriel. Hey, Peter Gabriel, man. He's kind of, uh, you know, he bounces around a lot in your brain of yours. Hey, listen, uh, big time, Sledgehammer, uh, Salisbury Hill, uh, Games Without Frontier. I mean, look, I, right. I like the Peter Gabriel. You know, <laughs> in, at Spotify, like the top five or 5% list came out recently, and everybody's been talking on social media. Uh, I'm not on Spotify. Uh, because I'm old and lame. I know you are because you're much oh, yeah. cooler and hipper than I am. But if um, if my top five or 5% or whatever came out, 100% Peter Gabriel would be in there. No question. No I'm question. Not apparently hip to what the, the 5% is, though. I don't know where you even find that. But is that just basically it, sh- it tells you what you play the most? Yeah, what you, like your top five list of your okay. favorite band, songs, all that stuff. So I, I know it was tracking on Twitter. That's all I know. I'll ask my son. He's in high school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. Uh, Dalton Schultz, uh, he is a spry young man. Uh, Willie Post 
excellent numbers in the box score. 43 and a half receiving yards. Funston, I'm going to crack open a beer. So that sound you hear in the background? Oh, is that right a, there. Is that, there Schlitz? Is. is that a Schlitz or um, Schultz? No, I'm going old style because uh, oh, okay. I'm hoping that the Cubs will actually sign somebody not named uh, or other than Jan Gomes in free agency. <laughs> uh, but Schultz, 43 and a half receiving yards over or under. Oh, I wouldn't touch this in real life. I would not. I'm not going to be wagering a bet because I think this number is about yep. spot on. Um, I agree. Look at Schultz has gone over the last couple of games, but those were against two very generous uh, defenses to the tight end position. The Saints have, for a long time, been good against the tight ends. Now, recently, up a couple uh, 60 plus yard games with Dallas Goddard and Kyle Pitts. Um, but with CD Lamb back, uh, no Cooper, Elliott, no Amari. No Amari, but we kind of feel like they're going to go a little heavier on the on the backfield, maybe get Tony Pollard going a little bit more. I, I feel like Schultz is right around that 40-ish yard range. So I'm going to actually say he gets to like 39 to 43, coming in just shy of this number. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. Uh, I think the number is is well-priced. I ain't touching it um, You know, with my very short poll. So... <laughs> <laughs> I am under. I have him. Let, let me see where I have him ranked right now. Because you're right. I mean, everything you said, I you know 100% supported rubber stamping about the Saints, and they've done a decent job against tight ends. So they've unraveled a little bit here of late. So let's just do this. Let's put in perspective from a rankings point of view. Who would you rather have this week? Where the hell do I have Dalton Schultz in my rankings? You know what, Brandon? I think I accidentally deleted him. Uh oh. All right. Uh-oh. So let me let. Me, oh no, there he is. All right. Uh, Dalton Schultz or Kyle Pitts this week against Tampa. I actually am going to go Kyle Pitts. No, I'll go Schultz. I, I think he's got more touchdown appeal. I, the yardage may not be there, but it could be like yeah. a three-catch, 35-yard, one TD kind of effort. I at least feel better for Pitts that Cordell Patterson's back and is a, a threat. And, uh, yeah, for that reason, I'm going to go Pitts. All right. Uh, what about Dalton Schultz or Dawson Knox against the New England Patriots? Yeah, I'm going to go Dawson Knox here. He's a huge touchdown upside. He had two touchdowns last week. That's why he was so, you know – he, if you if we're arguing touchdown upside and you went Schultz in the last one, uh, you know if you're, I think Schultz or Knox has better touchdown upside than Schultz. Uh, yeah, I've got Schultz one spot ahead, but I'm you know no, no I'm with you. All right, you convinced me. I'll have Dawson. <laughs> I just moved Dawson Knox to six, Schultz to seven. Schultz or Gasicki against the G-men. Ugh. While we were talking, I just moved Gasicki one spot ahead of Schultz. <laughs> so I had Schultz at eight. I now have Schultz at nine. So I'm going Gasicki. That was. That one's a very close one for me. Uh, yes, uh, as usual, the rankings revamp going yeah. on live as we are taping this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with Tolton Schultz. Number three. All right, next up, uh, the DAC attack. Uh, here is the line, and it's it's uh, waffled a little bit. It's toggled, Brandon. Uh, it's been up. It's been down. Uh, it opened to 84.5 pass yards. Got as low as 278.5 at some of the books. It is now back. At tape time of this pod to 283.5 at DraftKings Sportsbook. What do you say, over or under? This one's killing me because Dak Prescott's had a crazy game log. He has five games. It is. Five games of under 240 passing yards, five games of over 295 passing yards. So where this line is set is in an area that he hasn't hit yet. He does not hit in that mid 200s, really. It's either low 200s or less or high 200s or 300 or 400. So and I don't know that this is a 295, 300 game. You're talking about the low scoring. Uh, you know, maybe he finally hits in this mid 200s, but I think he's going to be under 282. 
Yeah, I am with you. Or two eighty three and a half now, so you get that bonus yard, okay. that extra cushion for the pushing there, Brandon. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you, man. I'm going to take the under as well. Uh, I have not actually fired off a wager on this, but uh, I better do it now because I think this number is going to come down the two seventies before yeah. kickoff universally across all the different sports books. You know, the Saints do a tremendous job bottling up the run. They've allowed the fewest fancy points the running back position this season. And you might say, okay, well, that's going to force Dak airborne, but we know what the strategy, we know what the mindset is of Kellen Moore, and that's balance, right? Yeah. So, you know, and if if Zeke is going to get a quote-unquote serious load, and hopefully not from his uh, (laughs) post-Chipotle meal that he had, uh, I still think they're going to try to to ram it down the opposition's throat. So, um, and and especially with Tony Pollard, all the juice he has. Yeah, so again, Long way about it. I'm with you. Give me the under on Dak Prescott. Uh, let's talk about rankings fantasy-wise for him this week. Would you go Dak or Kyler Murray, assuming he's back against my Bears on the road? I'm going I'm going Kyler. He'll have DeAndre Hopkins back as well. Yeah, and, and I think he's going to be running. I mean, he's missed all this yeah. time. I think he's going to be pretty damn close to 100%. So, yeah, give me Kyler Murray all day long there. Uh, Dak or Justin Herbert against Cincinnati? Man, I'm going to go Justin Herbert here. But Justin Herbert's a Jekyll and Hyde. But if I think Dak Prescott kind of like Dak. Getting, yeah, going to get in the mid-200s and you're going 23 to 20, I think there's more upside. And you can tell me, what's the what's the over-under on that game, the Cincinnati Chargers game. Well, good, sir. Uh, as uh, you are bringing that up, oh, I just happen to have my DraftKings sportsbook page right in front of me. And looking at the line, uh, it is for the – are you talking about the Chargers game? Yep. Uh, the Chargers – 47. 47. Oh, so it's about the same. It's about the same. Interesting. Um, I would have thought there would have been a couple more points. But I guess Dallas has put up oh, a lot. no, I lied. 50 and a half. Okay, there I was we looking go. at the that wrong makes game. More sense. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow that over under and, and go with Justin Herbert. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Justin Herbert as well. Last one, uh, would you go Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts, assuming he's in uniform? <laughs> uh, I have Jalen Hurts seven and Dak Prescott eight. Oh, so. you know what, Brandon? Once again, you and I on the same page. <laughs> I have Dak Prescott at eight, and you know I love me some Hurts so good. <laughs> At QB7. Number two. All right, marching on here on this Fantasy Fast Track pod and breaking down the Thursday night matchup between the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Brandon, let's talk a little C.D. Lamb. Now, here's what's interesting about this line. Uh, Daddy want, daddy need, daddy got to have it. I brought out the second Peter Gabriel reference there for those of you that are counting at home. At 16 and a half when this line opened. It is now jumped it is skyrocketed to 67 and a half receiving yards i gotta feel it's still a little soft are you with me on the over cd lamb 67 and a half receiving yards hell yeah i'm with you uh yeah i'm going over look especially with amari cooper out and yeah it's a it's a tough matchup potentially against the saints but the saints have given up some big numbers in the passing game and if you look at the toughest of matchups for cd lamb he had a nine catch 149 yard game against the patriots had eight catch 81 yard game against the against the chargers they've been one of the better defenses in that regard i'm going to take the over here i think uh what was he over in four or six games before the concussion and when, when did he go out in, in the kansas city game was that, i can't remember which quarter he was knocked out in but uh that was a shortened game yeah so he it was not, 
Yeah. So anyways, uh, he's been over way more often than not this year on this number. So I, I will go with the over for sure. Borderline, uh, Borderline daddy want, daddy need, daddy got to have it. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I think this line's going to climb to like 70 and a half by kickoff. And, yeah. and I, I'm going to say comfortably he's a wide receiver one this week, and I think he would agree with me there. Yep. Uh, you know, even in like a 10-team league, I, you know, I got him ranked top 10 this week. And you look at where the Saints have struggled in coverage, has primarily been out of the slot. Yeah. Um, you know, because you look at guys like, you know, Diggs sees a lot of action there, and, and Cole Beasley had five for 46. Diggs went seven for 74 in a touch, and I believe that TD came out of the slot. Uh, Cordero Patterson, six for 126. Um, if you look at uh, Chris Godwin, eight for 140 in a touchdown. Um, you know, if just a sampling, Jacoby Myers, nine for 94. I mean, they, they have uh, had their issues clamping down uh, at that position. So that's CeeDee Lamb's wheelhouse. You mentioned the target spike with uh, Amari Cooper out. Yeah, pull it all together. This could be like a seven, eight catch, 80 plus yard, one touchdown kind of performance for bah, bah. C.D. Lamb. Number one. All right, moving on. And at number one here, uh, there are no props because they're cowards. Uh, there's some anytime touchdown props for some of the Dallas running backs, but I'm really curious to see what the Lions are going to come out on. Zeke and Tony Pollard, give me your general thoughts. First on Zeke and then on Tony Pollard, and then we'll do a little head-to-head here. Yeah, you know, I kind of feel like this is a week where you're – um, you're, you're sort of getting a Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams kind 50, of a 50? split. Yeah, where, but, but I do think that they'll probably lean on this backfield even more. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rank them both in the RB two range. I actually have Ezekiel Elliott right now at like 15 or 16 at the running back position, and I have Tony Pollard kind of in the early 20s. So I I'm feeling like. Between the touchdown upside and Tony Pollard's versatility and even Zeke's versatility, like they'll use them in the passing game. I think you kind of combine it all together and it's two solid RB2 plays. You know what? I'm down on Zeke. I'm not buying the load of crap from Jerry Jones at all. I I think he he just he doesn't look right. You know, it looks like his explosiveness has been sapped uh, by this bruised knee. You know, they may try to force him into 15 or so touches in this game, but I agree. I, if anything, I think it could be a 55-45 split in favor of Tony Pollard here. If, if Dallas were smart, like, and if Kellen Moore is calling the shots and it's not Mike McCarthy, then that may be the case. I think Tony Pollard's going to have a hell of a game as a receiver, and that's yeah. what I'm looking out for is a receiving yards prop. If it's anywhere around, like, 20-and-a-half, 21-and-a-half, oh, dear Lord, have mercy, slam the over on it. Um, and I think Zeke got to take the under. You know, if it comes out in the mid-50s, which seems right to me, on his rush yards prep, I don't think he's going to be able to get there. I really don't. And you look at the Saints. Uh, I mean, they have been suffocating up front. 95.5 total yards per game, 3.24 yards per carry to the running back position. That's all they've allowed. All right, so let's do this. Uh, you said you got Zeke approximately at RB15, correct? I haven't actually at RB16. I have your man, David Montgomery, ahead of him. So. Okay, well then, I won't throw his name out there. I'll throw somebody else out there. Uh, how about Zeke Elliott or CEH against Denver? Uh, I have Zeke ahead of CEH, although not by a ton. Uh, CEH is in the back end of my top 20. Uh, I've got CEH firmly. By the way, full disclosure, I have Zeke Elliott at RB27 this week, Brandon. Oh, my gosh. that's Listen, I think that's a little bit of an overreact. Yeah, he hasn't looked great, but he saves his fantasy numbers with receiving. Yeah, with a bullshit with- touchdown that should have gone to Tony Pollard on Thanksgiving. I remember. It happens all the time, though. It happens a lot. He scores BS touchdowns, and he gets 
four to six catches a lot, and it all adds up even when you're only running for 50 yards. All right, I tell you what. Screw Zeke. You know where I stand on. I'm not going to do any more head-to-heads. Let's focus on Tony Pollard instead. (laughs) (laughs) Tony Pollard or Devonta Freeman against Pittsburgh? Oh, God, Tony Pollard. All right, I got Tony Pollard there. Tony Pollard or Jamal Williams uh, with uh, no DeAndre Swift because it looks like he's going to miss several weeks now against Minnesota. I have Tony Pollard, RB23. I have Jamal Williams, RB24. I have Jamal Williams at RB17 this week. So Jamal Williams for me. Uh, You know I'm holding out some Jamar Jefferson uh, pointage in that one. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) I know. Or uh, Obikwe. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm Team Jefferson all the way. Yeah, you are. That this is these are facts. It's a strange fascination you have for the Beaver, uh, and I'm talking about the football version. Uh, Tony Pollard or oh, MG3 Melvin Gordon the third against KC. Uh, right now, I have Melvin Gordon the third ranked uh, just ahead of him. I have Tony Pollard just ahead of MG3. So okay. there you go. That kind of gives you an idea. And yes, I'm very low on Zeke, and I'm not budging for now unless Brandon convinces me otherwise. Oh, I'll throw one more out there. What about like Boston Scott? Uh, Boston Scott have a couple spots behind. I go Pollard, Jamal Williams, Damian Harris, Boston Scott. All right. I, I take Boston Scott ahead of uh, Zeke Elliott, but not Tony Pollard. So there you go. All right. Uh, Brandon, before we get out of here, Alvin Kamara, give me a fearless forecast. What do you think? Because it looks like he's going to play. Oh, gosh. Uh, cobbled together. I have him ranked um, at number 10. So I think, you know, if he's going to play, I think they're going to you're going to use him an awful lot. I know he wasn't great in the passing game with Taysom Hill last year, but man, you know, he is he is the playmaker in this offense. So uh, it's going to be 100 plus yards from scrimmage. I think he finds the end zone. That's why I'm ranking him 10 and throw him the damn ball. Taysom Hill. And I, I, they've learned yeah. their lesson from last year. They have to utilize him in the past game. So this should be a five plus catch game. For Would him. you rather have Cordell Patterson or Alvin Kamara? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, probably uh, Cordero Patterson. I, I can't I believe him, I'm saying that. Yeah, I have him ranked one spot ahead of Kamara. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I've got uh, Patterson at nine among wide receivers and eight at running back, and I have Kamara at nine. So there you go. Uh, I'm nine, ten, those two at running back. So I'm, we're right there pretty much. I, I mean, this is the upside-down world we're living in when you're ranking Cordero <laughs> Patterson at, at inside the top ten to two positions where <laughs> Debo Samuel should also qualify, though he's out this week. But that's a whole other pod for another day. Uh, before we get out of here, Michael Gallup, uh, where do you got him ranked this week? Uh, in the mid thirties, I, I don't think it's a great matchup, but I think he probably gets to 60, 60 yards, you know, yep. um, yep. and give him a, like a third of a chance for a touchdown. So you kind of factor that in. Yeah. I got him at wide receiver 32. So I think that's fair. I think he's yeah. a, you know, a middle of the road wide receiver three and 12 team leagues. You and I seem to be hand in hand on that one and screw every additional saint. Correct. Yep, I, I, there's nobody else I, you could talk me into. Uh, Joe Horn, can he come out of retirement? <laughs> yes, and rest in peace, Adam Troutman. You were a, you were oh, a thing for a hot minute, yeah. and then you left us. Well, he left us a bag of cash before he exited, at least, because we right. hit on some of those player props. With that, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please uh, check out Funson on Twitter, at Brandon Funson. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, which it kindly helps out our show tremendously. And until next time, adios!